0: Presented by XFL2K.com With your host, Tron Hawkins Welcome, this is the XFL Podcast, I am your host Tron Hawkins And what a wild week 3 that it was some upset some amazing games. I think is the best week of the year. Me and the ref, makes it fun. You talked about it, and what a week it was. And like he said, even the blowouts were entertaining. Let's get right into it. This is the recap and rankings episode. Later on, I'll be ranking them. Remember, it's not power rankings; it's college style, so record does matter. Let's get into it. My game of the week, I said, was going to be the Dallas Renegades versus Seattle Dragons. I thought it'd be the most competitive. I was wrong. We'll get to that here in a minute. But well, this was still a good game. Dragons led 12 6 at halftime, but Dallas, being the second half team they are, answered 18, with eight, answered with 18 straight points, lifting them to a 24 12 win at CenturyLink Field. The crowd was still a reality in Seattle. Uh, they had 21,000 there, I think their first and third all time in XFL attendance so far. But now Dallas has sole possession of second place in the West. Uh, Landry Jones was 30 for 41, 274 yards and three touchdowns with two picks. Again, he's struggling with the picks. Donald Parham had an amazing game t- with two touchdowns from 10 and 65 yards out, but they put the game away once again with Cameron Artis Payne. He had 80 yards resting and 30 yards receiving. Brandon Silvers looked efficient with two first half touchdown tosses, but stymied by the Renegades starters starting in the third quarter. And while Seattle run game again was strong, it failed to sustain late drives. Yeah, it's weird. Seattle's got some really good running backs between Gardner, Williams, and Farrow, but none of them has had a rushing touchdown. They've all had receiving touchdowns. So let's see what the Renegades said about the win. Bob said, Glad to see us get things smoothed out in the second half. We ran the ball better. We used two more. We used more two running back sets. We used more two running back sets more, is what he said. <laughs> Ashanti Brown, who had five, nine combined tackles in week three, says, Let's see what Asante Brown, linebacker for the Renegades, said about the game. He had nine combined tackles in week three. I feel great. We came out with a win today. I wasn't focused. I wasn't focusing on tackling or anything. It's a team effort. We're coming down here looking for a win, and we got one. start of the game: The Renegades had 4.9 yards per rush. Wow! While the Seattle Dragons had 3.7 yards per rush. Dallas explosion on the ground in the second half, led to the come from behind victory for the second straight week. I think Cameron Artis Payne might be the MVP of this team. I think a lot of people focus on Landry Jones, but Cameron Artis Payne is the, the spoke uh, that makes the wheel turn. I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but. Paul Armstrong is growing, it says, and how mummy's aerated offense as he continues to pose matchup problems with his height and athleticism. He's been the most con- consistent consistent option in a day, deep Renegades receiving core, having averaged eight targets per contest so far. artist Payne chewed up 100 plus, sc- plus scrimmage yards in a, in. Two straight games, averaging six point six yards per rush in that window. Uh, for the Dragons Pro returned to the game plan with a 681 and one on seven targets despite a week two dud. He has com- his combined ability to sit down in coverage and find space and tight confines should keep him involved in the game plan most weeks. Linebacker Steven Johnson, who might be defensive player of the year, is one of the XFL's emerging defensive dynamos, and he once again imposed his presence on opponents. He gathered 14 more combined tackles not so low, two tackles for loss and a pass defense. Dragon said in defeat, uh, Jim Jordan said the three the three, three and outs did not help. I thought we were running the ball well. We had plenty of good uh, we had a pretty good game plan. All of us felt frustrated we had a plan that was capable, but you only get one shot. Brandon Silvers, who I think is in trouble. I was more comfortable comfortable out there today. I played better in the first half and second half a lot of three and outs. We did not play a good, we didn't play good as an offense. I thought Seattle, I said it before, I thought Seattle was going to keep it close for a while and then Dallas pulled away. That's exactly what they did. Um, I don't think Dallas is the end all be all team like we thought they would be. I think that goes to the Houston, who they play this week in the first of the Texas two step. But Landry John keeps making mistakes, and that's the problem. Seattle, if they would to take advantage of these mistakes, <clears throat> they would have upset Dallas and be being, being number two right now in the West. Problem for Dallas is they make those mistakes against Houston, they're gonna capitalize on it. We're gonna talk about that in the preview show Thursday. But watch out. Uh, watch out for Cameron Arch Payne. I think they finally figured out that Cameron Arch Payne should be the center of this offense, not Landry Jones. Donald Parham is the best receiver, not Jazz Ferguson, not any of those other guys. It is Donald Parham. He is the best weapon they got. I mean at six foot eight, he ain't got no choice but to be the best that they got. Watch out though for Seattle. They play St. Louis this week. It's a trap game. I feel like Seattle is better than what their record says, but they're going to have a chance. I think Brandon Silver's might need to get benched, and B.J. Daniels, somebody might be the quarterback. Um, he keeps making mistakes that is costing them in the very end. Good win for Dallas, though. They went to the, on the road and won in Seattle against a tough crowd. We're going another tough matchup this week against the Roughnecks, and like I said, Seattle's going to have a tough road game in the dome. Against the Battle Hawks. We'll be right back discuss more week three Next up we're gonna talk about the game of the week the Houston Roughnecks defeated the Tampa Bay Vipers 34 27 This game I was very wrong about I thought DC. I'm sorry. I thought Houston would go in and just destroy Tampa Bay And that didn't happen Tampa Bay hung tough It seems like Tampa Bay's on the on the verge of getting a win here. They keep playing tough games They played Seattle tough They played Houston tough Um, They probably should have beat New York went for those red zone turnovers. So they're getting some closer to a win. They're gonna get it. I don't think they're gonna go winless this year. It says Tampa Bay's first XFL home game featured invigorated off- offense with success from the quarterback tandem, but it wasn't enough to stop the potent Houston Refnecks from powering to a 34-27 win. Cam Phillips once again caught three touchdown passes from PJ Walker or second straight week and piled up 194 receiving yards, the best single game mark in the league so far on eight catches. Cam Phillips is the exceptional player of the week. Eight catches, 194 yards, and three touchdowns. He once again single-handedly won the game. It feels like him and PJ Walker is the best combination in the league. But Cam Phillips, the exceptional player of the week, just just a awesome, awesome game by them two, and they're just so much fun to watch. And next week, a week from Saturday, I get to watch them play the Seattle Dragons at home. Get to fly out to Houston. What a game is going to be! Cannot wait to see the two best offensive players in the league and the best team play live. They handed over the majority of the play calling duties to office coordinator Jamie Alenzo And it paid off as his baffers were rolling in the first half with two successful Redstone trips. However, a quieter second half and an interception thaw in the final minute prevented them from nabbing their first victory Let's we'll see what the red reference said uh, PJ Walker knows if he gets the ball Around Cam Phillips. He's gonna get some catches said uh Jim Jones We do a lot of talk in the communication between me and him is awesome. I always tell him I'm gonna find you We talk constantly and it helps Cam Phillips uh, PJ Walker says about Ken Phillips. There's a couple plays. There's one play where it like PJ Walker's going to get sacked and he just tosses it up in the air. And there he can was, wide open for 80, I think it was 84, 87 yard touchdown. And then the most amazing play of the game was Philip Walker fumbled the the snap. He just picks it up and runs right in for a touchdown game. I mean, when stuff like that goes your way, both those plays, they almost sack into an interception. And then the uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown run. When things are going your way like that, you're not going to lose. Just God's on your side. It was meant for you to win. Here's a couple of stats: uh, average yards per game per play, seven point nine for Houston but just four point eight for Vipers. Again, uh, Vipers. I think they outgained Houston again. Like they outgained everybody every week. They just can't get in the end zone, or they make a mistake and taking the mistakes. The penalty yards. Houston had thirty nine penalty yards. The Vipers had ninety nine. They committed the whole football field in penalties. Phillips' second state week with three scores to put him in the lead to win a second state star of the week award. He, again, he was my exceptional player of the week. Kim uh, R. Payne was last week, but you can't deny that. Walker's 306 yard, three touchdown game to the air, plus a scramble that also carried him across the goal line. At least it should include him in that conversation as well. The t- Houston Roughnets are going to sweep the star of the week award. I mean, they're going to just sweep it. They're going to win every damn week. As they should, they're the best team. Though Taylor Cornelius at times sparked the offense as well, Quentin Flowers continued to add more a more fluid dynamic to the Viper's offense as a complimentary passer. He ran for twenty-nine yards and a touchdown while carrying throwing for sixty seven yards, eight per 0.5 yards per attempt. While Williams got the hot for his powerful touchdown, catch and run. Jalen Tolliberg was targeted to thirteen times, catching eight of them for 104 yards. The, he keeps getting Coach Ressman. Is kind of shooting himself in the foot with this two quarterback thing. Pick one or the other. It seemed like when one guy gets momentum, he gets taken out and the other one comes in. If he can just ride the hot hand, Tampa's gonna win some games. Like they got some talent. I was wrong about them not having a whole lot of talent, but I wasn't wrong about them putting his the game on the field. They're 0-3, they're the only winless team. We'll get to that later. Oh my god. But they're the only winless team right now. And they got DC coming in. A pissed off DC team. We'll talk about that Thursday. It might not get any easier for Tampa Bay, but they actually had a decent crowd. They had eighteen thousand there in Tampa. That was more than I thought they would get. So watch out for Tampa. They're a sneaky team. Um, they can. They might not win a championship this year, but they're going to spoil some people's chances at winning a championship. We'll see what the Viper said. Uh, Chespin said, "Really excited about our fans. Thought our fran- fans were awesome today. They were behind us. They were loud. They were a lift. It was good to be home." Dan Williams, who's an awesome wide right receiver, credit to the offensive line and the quarterback and my receivers. We got to keep pushing and moving forward. It was all about tempo this week get on the line tire them out. We just fell short on that this week So we need to head back to the drawing board This team is not hard what and I know I'm doing rankings college style not power rankings cuz it's college style, Tampa's gonna be last but Power rankings they should probably be ahead of New York because at least Tampa shows some life. They show life um, They're in every game except for the New York game now just cause penalties. I mean, that, I mean that's called the turnovers in the red zone the question is, who's going to be the quarterback? And and I know we don't know if it's going to make it to a second year or not. I think it will because the great ratings and the for crowd. Tampa Bay's got to be in in line for a new quarterback next year. You would think. What well, they got, their quarterback away from doing damage. I think they got good receivers. Their running backs are amazing, uh, with Jacquizz Patrick and um, Devontae. But if they can just get it, a quarterback there. They're gonna cause some damage, but like I said, they might not win championship this year. But they're gonna spoil people from winning it. Watch them pull off an upset or two in the next few weeks, maybe even against DC this Sunday. But Houston rolling by a long three and and0 against Dallas this Sunday in the part one of the Texas two step. That's gonna be the game of the week. This is the I wondered. but Philip Walker and Cam Phillips will not be the nod. If I was Houston though, I'd be trying to get other people involved. You can't just throw the kid. people's gonna realize after a while that he, he's just throwing the Cam Phillips. So, what? Some more guys get involved. Maybe even this week against Dallas. So it's not a one chick pony kind of deal. But I don't think anybody's gonna be able to stop them two. They might just slow them down. Give Vipers credit though; they hung in there for the whole game. Like I said, they didn't beat them, but boy, they gave him a fight. That's the game of the year so far. This is the number one game of the year so far, week three. This is the most exciting game of the year so far. Came down to the last play. Great plays from both sides. Just amazing, amazing effort and passion in this game. Go out and watch it if you can find it on YouTube or DVR, whatever way you want to watch it. Go watch this game right now. Spoiler alert: the Sunday games are not as good as Saturday games. Uh, these are two ass whoopings. So if you hate violence, I would just probably turn away right now before listening to this. First game in the dome in St. Louis. What a rowdy crowd it was! If St. Louis, who is now first place in the East, gets to host the East Championship game, whoever's going there is in trouble. I mean, they're in absolute trouble. Cause this dome was rocking. What a what a crowd it was. They was on the edge of their seat for everything. Let's talk about it. Similar so sport of of a wild cloud for Wild Crowd for the XFL to be on the dome. The St. Louis Guardians controlled the their 29-9 victory over the New York Guardians Sunday. Uh, St. Louis never trailed in the same tribes with an effective one-two tandem of Christine Michael and Matt Jones. Good Lord. Um, this team has an identity. It's run the ball and ha- and play good defense, and that's what they're doing. I'm, I kinda fi- I've been telling you all along that's what they do. Jordan We didn't have to do a whole lot. A uh lateral kickoff return also went to the battle Hawks touchdown, thanks to Joe Powell's finish. And a jaw dropping, and it was freaking amazing. Fifty-eight yard field goal by Taylor Rizzullo. Provided plenty of moments to mark pro football return to the Lou. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend sitting here watching it. And we're like, oh my god, he's trying for a field goal, fifty-eight yard field goal. Never in doubt. I mean, he kicked the crap out of the ball. It was amazing, probably in the top moments of the years so before. I know it's just a field goal, but it was a awesome, awesome field goal. The Guardians, meanwhile, failed to get anything going with offense, with erratic quarterback play. Once again, Evan going battle ineffectiveness, ineffectiveness, and injury. Marquise Williams moved we downfield at times, but couldn't convert. And then you had singer Luis Perez got a late audition and threw a touchdown, but by then the New York was far from contending. Question is, will Luis Perez start this uh, Saturday afternoon against the LA Wildcats? Well, he get to start against his former team. If Matt McLoone's hurt, do they really have a choice? I think he might be the best bet. Um, the New York's one of those teams again. They got good wide receivers, but nobody throwing the ball, kind of like Tampa. They're a quarterback away from contending. Quarterback, other than maybe three or four teams, is it's kind of eh, And if we're being honest, DC. Uh LA, St. Louis, Houston and Dallas. So five. So you got Tampa, New York, and Seattle kind of trying to figure out the quarterback position. They're kind of a quarterback away from contending, but the league is the league is kind of fluid right now. I mean, this is a new league. It's gonna happen. Not everybody's gonna have a top quarterback. But my lord, is New York their one win become is becoming the exception, not the rule, it seems like. So let's see what the Battlehawks said about the win. Uh, Jonathan Hayes said obviously I want to express my thanks and our teams thanks to the people who came out. It was a great crowd and it really ignited our players and I can see why our twelfth man is so important. Christy Michael said we have a lot of potential. We have a great coaching staff. We have a great group of guys, offense, defense, and even special teams going out there today. It was that NFL feeling. We're all playing at a high level, feeding off for one another. So for the game. Once again penalty yards. New York has no discipline. It's like every week it's like they're shooting themselves on the foot with turnovers and penalties. And this week with no exception. Battlehawks only had twenty yards of penalties. The Guardians had eighty-six. When you commit eighty-six yards and ninety nine yards of the Viper's did of penalties, it's, it's done. Peak performances for the Guardians. Cornerback Ranthony Ranthony Tuxeda flew all over the field, registering six tackles for solo. Though perhaps helped by playing against a loose defensive looks from an opponent winning big, New York's run game looked effective. The Guardians averaged 5.3 yards per play attempt, as Tim Cook and Darius Victor each netted 50 yards, including a 33 yarder from Cook. Uh, Battlehawk said while the Guardians' ground game finally showed some life, Jones and Michael again set a fine argument for the best 1 2 backfield in the XFL, it's no argument to me. They're the best 1 2 tandem. And we kind of figured they would be. Matt Jones has been so impressive this year. Not only running the ball, but catching him the backfield. Michael's been good too, but I like Matt Jones a little bit better so far. St. Louis pressured the cavalcade of Guardians quarterbacks, getting sacks on Will Clark, Andrew Ankra, and Casey Sales. Sales is the guy, I don't know if y'all seen it or not, traded a uh, Battlehawks ball in for a thing of Ghost Scout cookies. It was adorable. In a great moment uh, in the return of St. Louis. Kelvin Gilbride said, Congratulations, St. Louis. They were all. They were well prepared. They had innovative ideas on special teams. We did not play smart. We made foolish penalties, and I told our team I was very disappointed. Justin Stockton said, "Right now, as a team, we have to keep building together, stay stay strong together, and just regroup." St. Louis is a better team. They had home fit advantage. I don't think home fit advantage is that big of a deal in this game, though. If this were played in New York, I think St. Louis would have just dominated them too. St. Louis is a tier one team. They're right now. There's Houston, the Dallas, and I think the St. Louis. I want to know if DC is, and we'll get that in just a minute. But St. Louis is playing some great football. Like I said last week, there was a penalty being called away against Houston from being the only undefeated team in this league. St. Louis is legit, and with that home field, I see them possibly being the one seed in the East. They are in first place right now, and it's in their hands. They play Dallas. Uh, I mean, they play DC. I think a week from this weekend, a we battle for first place. St. Louis is legit, uh, and with New York and Tampa kind of faltering, they're going to get a playoff spot. Question is, though, will be at home or will be on the road? If they get that home game, we're going to see them in Houston, probably playing Houston. St. Louis is one of my picks right now uh, to make championship game. I love this team. Jonathan Hayes has actually been a really, really good coach. Um, His brother's been a really, really good defensive coordinator, and Jordan Hamu. He does just enough. He let the he let the running game and defense do the work. But Jordan Thomas was no slouch either. Once he gets his legs going, this team's gonna be unstoppable. Guardians are kind of turning into a dumpster fire. Matt McGloin. he gets hurt and kind of gone for the rest of the game. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he's really hurt, hurt, or just kind of being a wuss. If I am being honest, I do not know I like Matt McGloin. I don't think Matt McGloin even likes Matt McGloin um, New York's Guardians defense don't even look good anymore like they did week one. I think that was more they playing Tampa. New York's in trouble and. When a New York team's in trouble, uh, the fans gonna hear it. So don't be surprised when nobody comes out to the LA New York game this weekend, because New York wants a winner, and I don't think the Guardians are that. But St. Louis fans, keep coming out to Dome because they're gonna be the talk of the town very soon. I'll be right back to cap it off with the LA Wildcats versus DC Shocker. Finally, let's talk about the shocker of the week, and this is the one I was wrong about. I mean, sure, I'm tending to in my picks, pat myself on the back. But those two was at the expense of LA the first time I had too much confidence in them And I didn't know Johnson wasn't starting and I picked them to beat Houston and then this game I thought DC would blow out Wildcats. I did I thought the defenders would blow blown out of the water on XFL newsroom this week in the XFL podcast I said I'd pick them all day every day even on Sunday and I should not have picked them on Sunday I've been preaching it uh, ever since the quarterbacks came out the Cardo Jones Can't turn the ball over and he did in this game a lot Let's talk about it. And my God, it was a just a beatdown. L.A. Wildcats, thirty-nine to nine. Now you can probably see this coming. When Josh Johnson came back against uh, against Dallas, they hung tough. Probably should have won that game. Even when they didn't have Josh Johnson against Houston, they hung in there for a while. Josh Johnson's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in this league. But L.A.'s offense, defense, and special teams showed up for this game. I would call it the biggest upset of the year of, of XFL. Technically, St. Louis beating Dallas was because the point spread. But this is huge. Uh, Mr. Excitement, Martez Carter pressured in the duty due to Elijah hoods uh, being active. Uh, scored uh, three times, including several backflips. <laughs> uh, he has 75 offensive yards and three touchdowns. Um, also, you had Josh Johnson looking amazing. He went 18 to 25 for 278 yards, three touchdowns. And a sterling one hundred and forty-eight quarterback rating, and head coach Winston Moss calling the defensive plays. DC only had ninety net passing yards and went two for thirteen on third down. Spoiler alert: in any league, if you go two for thirteen on third down, you are going to lose. Um, defense also had they had picked off Julio Jones four times and had five total takeaways. Mr. Excitement, though, what a what a good guy he was. He was the highlight of this game. His his his. Sideline interviews and stuff, calling himself Mr. Excitement. His interviews with the sideline girl, just amazing stuff. And that's what this league is built on. Um, What's called uh, Winston Moss said? This isn't about me. This is about all of us. We're just getting started. We got to be ready to go back to work on Tuesday. He said, "Hey, I know we won, but we got New York. We got a trip across country. up across no country. I think a lot of this had to do with DC flying across country. Not not giving them any, you know, you know, giving them any, you know, way out. But think about this. They played Seattle." And they played New York at home. The other one of those two teams has a great quarterback. Josh Johnson does. Josh Johnson is a great quarterback. So DC, of course, their defense picked them apart. They couldn't pick them apart. Josh Johnson. You know why? Because they had a quarterback. Matt McGloin and Brandon Silver's not top tier. Of course, the defense picked on. When DC didn't get no offense, defensive turnovers. Guess what? They lost. They lost this game. It wasn't ever close. I was sitting here shocked. My girlfriend had to shut my mouth. I thought DC DC might be a pretender. St. Louis might run away with the East. I'm not overreacting either. Uh, the O line and Josh Johnson put me in a position to make all the plays today. The way our team is, so in tune, the offensive line and Josh Johnson are coaches. So it makes my our job easier. All we have to do is run, just make the right decisions. That's what Martes Carter said. He of the game it's simple. LA five takeaways, DC zero. Again, how good is DC's defense? It's not like New York. New York picked on Tampa Bay. And then they played real teams. And they lost. Pick performances the defenders, though aided by a soft Wildcats defense late in the game, DC did rush for two hundred yards, including a eight carry seventy five yard day, and his in the long touch the in the long touchdown score, Nick set Carter, McBride, and Johnson dominated the day, but credit credit the defense for shutting down any chance at a DC rally. Several backups in LA secondary were pressing the duty. Yeah. They, their top two corners was hurt, and they picked off Cota Jones four times. Mike Stevens rested two interceptions, six tackles, and two pass deflections. Arian Springs and Jack Tolcho chipped in with their own picks. PayPal wants to say give credit, give all the credit to LA, but this is not the moment to hang our heads or get frustrated. It's pro football; it's time to respond. Cota Jones said, "It's not about how bad you lose, but how you respond. We won't allow each other to give up. Everyone can blame LA." For what we were about to do for the rest to the rest of the league, I Was picking what D.C. is saying. They're saying the right things, but this was an ass whooping that nobody saw coming. But we should have saw it saw it coming. L.A. was trending up the last two weeks. After week one, they were trending up. We should have saw it coming. Josh Johnson is a great quarterback. Cordell Jones, though, here's the thing. I know. And we'll talk about this more Thursday. I know DC's playing Tampa, and Tampa's going to be, you know, it's going to be the same situation. If DC overlooks Tampa, like they did LA, Tampa's going to get their first win of the year. Corello Jones better show up and play Sunday night. That's all I'm going to say. 7 o'clock start, under the lights, first real night game in the XFL. If they show up like that against Tampa, Tampa's going to beat their ass too. They better turn it around. LA's no joke either. LA, I don't want spoiler alert. They're gonna be my pick to beat New York. They're gonna go into New York and probably beat them. LA's gonna be two and two, and if Houston beat Dallas, LA's right in the thick of it already. they I mean, you do not finish the top two to have a chance to championship. You just gotta finish top two. You can tell me LA can't after that. They're missing Josh Johnson week one. Might have been the difference. Josh Johnson's gonna be a leader. And I've said it before and I say it again. Winston Moss might know something we don't. Maybe he fired and traded all these guys for a reason. That's all I'm saying. Thirty nine to nine though. Against one of the, what people thought was the top team in the league, impressive and shocking—just shocking—they got shellac. There's was a trap game. Let's see how both teams respond this weekend. All right, now what's in the show with the rankings? Number eight is Tampa again. I'm sorry, Tampa—you're the this team. Get a win, we might move you up a little bit. Y'all showing life though. Y'all showing some life, and y'all showing me something. Tampa, number eight. Number seven, New York Guardians. What are y'all doing? If you want for Tampa being this y'all be last place. Nobody y'all can stop nobody on defense. you all turn the ball away too much to give everybody a short field and y'all ain't got a quarterback Matt McGowan is obviously not the answer. I don't know if anybody there's an the answer And y'all got a obviously now hot L A team coming in the MetLife. You're in trouble Seattle is number six. I Want to like you guys I really do but Brandon Silver's might be a liability towards the end of the year Y'all have a great home crowd, but y'all just can't score points 12 points. And a home game. When you got 12-6, and you give up 18 straight to Dallas team that was struggling in the first half. Y'all couldn't turn the turnovers and the points. If y'all don't have a chance, y'all got to turn turnovers and the points. Y'all got Seattle and then the Houston game. I'm gonna be at in the next two weeks. Y'all got to score points. Or you're gonna keep up with them two teams. I just don't see y'all doing it. Number five, LA Wildcats. Boy, y'all proved me wrong. Holy shit! Y'all went out there and just beat DC down. I was shocked. Like I just said, Josh Johnson is a real big-time quarterback. Y'all are on a roll. Y'all might take out New York pretty easily this weekend. Number four, DC Defenders. I know what you're thinking, They was number two last week. I might have been number one. There might have been number one on my list. There's number one last week." But y'all can just go into LA. I don't even know it's cross country and just get just demolish like that. I thought this might actually be a good game. If anything, and DC wins, I expected y'all to win thirty-nine to nine, not LA. I'm um, beginning to wonder if maybe y'all just played weak competition the first two weeks and we overvalued you. Show me something different this weekend against Tampa Bay. Number three, Dallas Renegades. I like y'all for y'all's running game, not y'all's passing game. I like Donald Parham, too. Donald Parham might be one of my favorite players in the league. Just run the ball. Hand the ball to Cannon with Hardest Pain. Throw it out of the backfield. Um, throw it the backfield to Lance Dunbar. And throw it, throw it to Parham. Throw the short balls. Because if you try to go deep, Lance Jones gets picked off. Play to his strengths. Throw the short ball. And use the size on a palm. y'all be alright. Number two, St. Louis Battlehawks. Y'all might have had the biggest win of the weekend to me. I know y'all play in New York's first home game. But man, y'all look dominant. Y'all looked LA had the most dominant win, but y'all look like the most complete team in the league right now. The difference between you and Houston is even though Houston's number one, y'all have a defense. Y'all have a pretty good offense. Y'all Jordan Thomas, y'all, are not making him do everything. He's a rookie. Y'all doing that rookie NFL game plan. Don't make him do everything. Play to his strength, and y'all do that. Y'all run the ball. You play good defense. You don't put a lot of pressure on the kid. Y'all are the most complete team right now in the league. Number one's Houston. The only weakness they have is defense. But hell, if you you can give it 24 points with defense is scoring, if your offense is scoring 31. Philip Walker and Cam Phillips are amazing. You got Butler out of the backfield. You got wide receivers. Some big time wide receivers like Lewis and all them guys, that's not even doing any plays because here's Cam Phillips taking it all. If y'all not get everybody else involved, y'all can score 50 points a game. Y'all are the top team, and I cannot wait to see you play live against Seattle next weekend. Go out there and handle Dallas, and the West is y'all to y'alls. Thank you for joining me this week on this podcast. Cannot wait uh, the recap. I'm sorry, the preview week four. Excuse me. Great weekend this weekend. You got LA, New York. I think we talked about that game. Seattle against St. Louis, Houston and Dallas, and the game of the my game of the week, in the first of the Texas two step, and then DC goes to Tampa Bay. We will talk about that uh, Friday. I'm recording. The, I'm recording it Thursday, but we'll talk about it Friday on the preview show for Week Four. Cannot wait for another week of XFL football. Thank y'all for joining me, and hope y'all enjoy the show. If you're gonna be in Houston for the Week Five game against Seattle, come out and see me live podcast from the tailgate. Gonna be a great great time Thank you for joining me and thank you for supporting this podcast. Leave me a like and review on uh, Apple or Google Follow me on Twitter and Facebook at XFL podcast. Have a good night